The brackets are set. The matchups are here. And it's time to get ready for the 2022 FIFA World Cup, baby. Welcome in to World Cup Talk here on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Let's just go ahead and kick this bad boy up there, PJ. Boom. There it is. Here we go. The World Cup draw taking place a little while ago there in Qatar. Nothing better than having six people in your group. Let's go. Wait, what? We yeah, we oh, got Yeah, I guess there's still Oh, we got we got spoiler alert. Six people in. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, welcome into we World threw it up, man. Welcome into World Cup talk here on ESPN Radio. I always told you guys we're a football show. It's true. Never really specified which one. Don't need to. Don't need to at all. There's a few things I want to dive into here. Uh, number one, we're going to talk about the U.S. group, which is, I think, very reasonable. A couple of cool matchups in there. Uh, potential for another cool one as well. Uh, and then I want to get into the decision-making that went into playing this bad boy in November. Yes. Because that's going to be fascinating. So, again, it's in Cutter. I believe they are eight hours ahead of us. So you could be looking at some 5 a.m. watch parties. Can't wait. In the East Coast. I mean, it's 2 a.m. Crack a cold one. California soccer fans. Yeah, crack a cold one open at 5, 5 a.m. on a weekday. Uh, cold, Sounds... Like a cold brew? Yeah. What else would I mean? Wait, but which kind of brew are we talking about? Like a like a Starbucks cold brew or like a cold brew? Uh, yeah, I don't... Either or? Yeah, sure. Either or? All right. To each his own. So, uh, that being said... Dealer's U- choice. The U.S. Uh, is selected into Group B with England, Iran, and then the winner of a playoff between Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. Yes. Uh, very... Very interesting uh, when it I when it comes very to that. Group. I would agree with that as well. I think you look at the group. I think honestly, England USA is somewhat of a toss up. Like I I don't think it's I think England will be favored, but I don't think it's insurmountable uh, to think that we could come out with a point or even a win in that game. And then you have Iran, which it you don't, wasn't insurmountable two hundred fifty years ago. I know that. Yeah, exactly. Right. wasn't insurmountable for, for us. I'll tell you that. Um, might want to talk to them about how that went, but might also have a, a bit of a, I don't know. A- anyway. anyway. Yeah. Uh, so then you have Iran. Don't want to overlook Iran by any means, but I, I think, think it'd we be, can overlook be Iran. favored in that game I as think well. we can overlook Iran. And then, of course, you want, you, you know, know. like the Kirby Smart thing where you're like, listen, Vanderbilt, they got a hell of a punter. Uh, might be might have the best long snapper I've ever seen. Uh, field field position is yeah, going to be extremely yeah, important. You can't overlook Iran. I think we can overlook Iran. Okay, well there you go. Um, and then you have Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. Okay, which so Wales kinda, is not going to win. It's going to come down to Scotland and Ukraine. Yeah, and Ukraine's have a historically really good team. I don't know. Again, this is in November. I don't know what it's looked like for them uh, throughout these past couple of months. Uh, obviously, with everything that's happening in the world, but also Scotland is really good. I think so, didn't Scotland make a run in the last one? They made some noise. I'll say that. I don't know if they made a run, but they made some noise. They made a run for them. No, like they, uh, no, making, like a, a, making a run means you take down a couple of teams. Sure. Like if you're making a run, like St. Peter's made a run. 
did Scotland make it out of the group I think, stage? I think Scotland made some noise. I do not think they made it out of the group okay, stage. Okay, well, there you go. Then that's my bad. I thought they did. BJ, I, I thought they made this. it. If you don't make it out of the 16. group stage, can you have made, quote, a run? Well, I was also wrong in my assumption and no, my question. You can make some noise. I mean, I, I would agree with the that. group, but you can't make a run if you don't actually did, make it did out of the Scotland group Did Scotland make it to the round of 16 last year? Last World Cup. I thought Cup. you were our soccer expert, BJ. Oh, my God. I mean, what is this? If they didn't, I don't think they did either, actually, now that I'm really thinking about it, in which, like you said, they did only make some noise then. I think if they made it to the round of 16, they made a run, because for them, that's big. That's just like, I mean, for America, that's, that's for the U.S., that's pretty big. <laughs> so, it was, it was I big. would, listen, I would call us making it out of the round of 16, maybe possibly winning a game there, that would be making a run for the U.S., Hold on, let's, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the round of sixteen, but of yeah, I'm trying to, to. None of this is kind easy. of openly defined. Make a run now for the people in in my mind, you know, like it's different expectations for different teams. Portugal, you're talking about making it to the final. That's probably making it a run for Portugal. Anything you know, less than the round of eight is disappointment. PJ, I have bad news. <laughs> Was Scotland even in the last I World Cup? I don't think they were. What am I thinking of? Maybe it was the uh, Euros. Euros, maybe. Don't, I get confused with that quite better. a bit. I do get confused with those quite a bit because the Euros have all the notable, like nine times out of ten, all the insanely notable soccer teams in them. Yeah, Scotland obviously. did not make the last World Cup. Okay, but well, hey, but hell, they made a run. <laughs> they made a run in the Euros away from the World Cup. But that being said, at uh, some point, that's not what I want to talk about. Though. The U.S. <laughs> well, that's fine. The U.S. has a really good chance of advancing. Uh, and then, theoretically, so if you finish in second place, you'd play the winner of Group A, and that more likely than not is going to be Netherlands. Like, And I don't think that's unovercomable. So I think the U.S. might have a chance to make it to the quarterfinals here, probably not making it much further than that. Uh, but still, enough to keep you interested. Here's what has me interested. You know I always like the, I guess, the business side of it when it comes to broadcasting. So Fox has the rights to the World Cup for this one. Uh, and they were basically gifted 2026 from reports because of the, the bleep show that this one is. So because of the weather and cutter, it's it would have been inhospitable to play this during the summer when the World Cup is typically played. So they've kicked this back to late November, early December. Be like, all right, fine, whatever. It's an international sporting event. That's fine for every country but one. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the world, the World Cup is king. In the U.S., the NFL is king, and to a lesser, a slightly lesser extent, NCAA football is king. And I would say yeah. both of those would reign supreme over the World Cup, as much as we love the World Cup. So sad but true. I don't know if it's sad. It's just you know, it's just it's just it is what it like, is. Like like PJ, yeah. I, I tell you, you can watch, uh, you can watch a semifinals matchup between Germany. And Brazil, or you can watch the Iron Bowl. Which one are you watching? I mean, probably the Iron Bowl. Probably the Iron Bowl. Yeah, and so it's NFL, college football, and then whatever other sport. Baseball should be over by then. Uh, we'll be in the beginning of basketball season, all kinds of stuff. But that being said, Fox has the rights to the World Cup. So what does that mean? Well, now on top of trying to broadcast college football, trying to broadcast NFL games, they're going to have to figure out how to broadcast 
the World Cup. Yeah. In the biggest television market in terms of leading the world in broadcasting, leading the world in television creation, and leading the world in, in how you do things, this is, like, without a doubt, going to play second fiddle to the NFL, even for Fox. Like, you know the viewing numbers are going to be better for Fox in terms of the NFL than they are for the World Cup. So I find it interesting how they're going to do this. Because I want to take a look at the schedule real quick with the World Cup. So in the group stages, you basically have four games a day throughout the group stages, and they're going to be at 6 a.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and 3 p.m. Eastern time. Right? So there's going to be a Sunday, November 27th, where you have a World Cup game at 3 p.m. So how do they do that? More likely than not, they kick it over to Fox Sports 1. So you're trying to broadcast on Fox. You're going to have your regular NFL game there, end of the first first set of the 1 p.m. games on Fox, and then on Fox Sports 1 at 3 p.m. you'll have one of the games from the opening rounds of the World Cup, right? Fine. I get it. It kind of sucks that you were pushing aside the biggest sporting event in the world to your secondary channel, but it is what it is. I get it, right? That's kind of wild at the same time. Like, it, when you really think about it, I know it's not the end of the world. Things like this have happened before, but cutter time, that's that's 10 o'clock. Like, night, yeah. yeah, like right now well, it's it's nine thirteen, and they're they're not overly so, they're not overly worried about they're not overly worried about the people that are there because like if you're in Cutter to watch the World Cup, you don't care if the game starts at ten p.m. or not. Like, and you're probably well, playing. I, I don't care about that up. either. But I like, care about the players. But what? Yeah. No, and and I don't think it'll inherently bother the players either. All they're concerned about is ten p.m. Cutter time is probably what eight p.m. for the biggest cities in Europe. The TV um, markets that they're actually yeah, going after. Yeah, that would be that would be eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're going after prime time in the biggest TV market. So uh, I I don't think the players because you do get days off in between this. I don't know that 10 p.m. is really going to bother those guys that know. much. I think it depends on how long you're there, how much, how long it takes your body to get used to the. It, it's it's fine. I'm probably diving too too much into it. But here's what I want to get into. I want to get into the first week of the World Cup. So the first games you'll see are. Uh, Cutter versus Ecuador because the the team who host gets the first game. Senegal, Netherlands, England versus Iran, and the United States against Wales or Scotland. So that's Monday the 21st, right? The next time you see the U.S. play will be Friday, November 25th. Why is that significant? It is the Friday after Thanksgiving. So the U.S. will be playing England the Friday after Thanksgiving on the same day as, let's see here, Florida State, Florida. Wow. They're playing that one UCLA, on Friday. UCLA, Cal, Oregon, Oregon State, Nebraska, Iowa, NC State, North Carolina. Like, you have all kinds of college football going off. The day before is Thanksgiving, so you have the Egg Bowl plus the full NFL slate on that Thursday. Oh, also, let's see, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Carolina. Like, that is a huge slate. Uruguay what? South Carolina. (laughs) South Korea. That's amazing. (laughs) Spencer Rattler versus Uruguay. Here we go. Shane Beamer said he's all about recruiting all over the place. He's taking it to the World Cup. That is wonderful. Sorry. (laughs) No, but it's – and then the very next day, Saturday, uh, November 26th, Fox Sports is going to have 
uh, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia, France, Denmark, uh, Tunisia. That's pro- yeah, Tunisia <clears throat> probably against Australia, uh, if I had to guess, because they still have some plans to get to. So that's on the uh, 26th there. You know what else is on the 26th, PJ? Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, something like that. A little that. something called the Iron Bowl. I've heard of that before, I think. that's This has to be... I'm trying to find it because they don't have any other rankings there, so I have to kind of scroll down. That has to be Ohio State-Michigan week too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the game. So that's, Where did they, where did that's they play noon. last year? Did they play in... They played in Michigan. So this was at Ohio State. I don't know why yeah. I can't find this. There it is. Yeah, Ohio State-Michigan. Yeah, definitely going to be at noon as always. So, But how do you do that with the World Cup? So, like, which one do you put on Fox Sports 1? Which one are you putting on Fox? Like... But last year, I think last part, year the game was the most viewed college football game in the regular season. It, it was, it was, and I, I get it's the World Cup, like you said, every other country, but every other country but America, it's the, it's the biggest thing. At the same time, if you're in America and you have the game, or I don't know, one of those, it, it's also the group stages. So, like, there, there are some of those games that that are going to be four nil matchups. So yeah, but there's also gonna be college football time, games that are 28 to nothing. So yeah, yeah, of course. But at the same time, you you want to it's it's about ratings, right? And you want to be able to get as well, many. I know. Eyes okay, so I guess the point I'm trying to get to possible. is so, if no, you're FIFA difficult. and this is your premier event, this is like them putting the college football playoff on FS1. Yeah, like th- th- this is their once every four year premier event, and your company that you're working with in North America is pushing it off to their secondary channels. Like, how do you let that happen outside of just like somebody's getting their pockets lined like stupid yeah. by Fox? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's the only way this has happened in the first place. Like, let, let's be real. Like, that's the only way. I, I don't know, man. Like, that, that's the only way it's happening in Qatar in the first place. Like there, there's a reason it's there, and That's you're simple, having yeah. to make all of these changes to be able to accommodate it this. as if you, well. If you don't follow international soccer, and you think some of the things that happen inside of American sports are corrupt, oh yeah, for sure, brother. Yeah, let me let me tell you about something. But again, I I'm really excited for this. It, it's gonna be rough because basically you're gonna stay up watching these unbelievable college football games on a Saturday and then 5 a.m., 6 a.m. on Sunday, you're going to be up watching the World Cup, watching those matchups going into NFL Sundays, flipping back and forth to other World Cup matches that are going on. Like, that's why traditionally I love when the World Cup is during the summer because it's just, for a sports fan, it's just euphoria. You have uh, kind of a little bit of a break from February until about now, and then you really start to ramp things up with baseball. You have the NFL draft coming up. Uh, and then once that starts, you have you have baseball kickoff. And then when you get to the summer, I got the World Cup. Yeah. And so you have a full summer of entertainment before you get to football season. Now it's just going to be start of basketball season, uh, the most important parts of football season. Oh, and by the way, the World Cup. Yeah. You, you won't, you're not going to be able to talk to me for like three months. Absolutely. Like you said, that that's part of the reason why I love it in the summer so much too, is like I completely fall into – Soccer mode when when it's when it's the World Cup like well, that that whole to the yeah, I, yeah, on YouTube, yeah. Uh, he says the fact that you call it soccer means the whole world wants you to lose every game. That's fine. The fact that uh, <laughs> I mean that's that's not news. Uh, I guess to 
The people, editor, if you people, would go back, uh, check back to the beginning of the show. I said we are a football show. I didn't say which one. So there PJ's the one over here calling. I don't it. know, man. It's sure, whatever. But let's be real. Like a lot of people in the United States call it soccer, and a the lot of editor, people. Who's your team, by the way? I'm curious. And a lot of people, not in the U.S., want U.S. to, to lose at everything. So I mean, that's I don't, completely see, understandable. I think that might be. United States narcissism there a little Probably, bit. Probably, like, but that's I don't, fine. I, don't I, just anybody, got, I just got told yeah. that because I call a sport one thing, everyone wants to see my team lose every game. That's fine. I can be a little narcissistic responding to that, that's I think. True. But I do think it's American fine. narcissism is like, everybody wants us to lose. Like, I don't know if anybody on the international stage actually cares about us. You know? Oh, in soccer? Yeah. Heck no. Well, in football. You know, in a lot of things. In football. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think let's... Uh, like I said, okay. with the, uh, the expectations well, of us. Moving on from moving on from vernacular, which one of these? Because there has okay. to be one. Which one's the group of death? Uh, it surely really gotta... is not Group A. I can tell you that. It surely is not Group B. I would hear arguments for Group C because you have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Robert Lewandowski might be the best player in the world for Poland. Argentina is always amazing. Yeah, I think it um, might be uh, to me though. I'd say E Spain. That's yeah. Germany, Japan, and more likely than not, Costa Rica. Right, right. Who and just beat the U.S. two nothing? Exactly. Or and, two nil. Excuse me. Yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say most of the the other groups have two teams that that are that are really solid, and then you have some fringe other ones. Uh, I think Group E is is. A bit of a struggle where you have Spain and Germany. Japan is always uh, a tough out, yeah. and then you have definitely Costa Rica. Like if if it's not Costa Rica, it'd be insane. But um, most likely Costa Rica in there as well, which is an incredibly solid Concacaf team. So um, you know, is Costa Rica going to put out Spain or, or Germany or, or Japan? I don't think so. But at the same time, they're certainly going to make life hard on so them. Are they the group of death? I need a declaration. <clears throat> Hurry, yeah, go. Yeah, group I would say that. Group of death. Yeah, because right, group I think e. you have four really solid teams. Yeah, group E, group of death. Love to hear it. Uh, so here's the thing. Everybody that's watching uh, on the social media feeds right now and are here just because of the World Cup reaction thing, uh, you should stick around because we're going to keep talking football. It's just going to be a little bit different kind of football. For everybody listening over the airwaves, I appreciate you dealing with this. This is the more likely than not the last time we'll be talking men's national team soccer until we get closer to the World Cup. So thank you for putting up with our weirdness for about 20 minutes. Uh, for those of you hanging out on the internet, I appreciate it. You should stick around. We're going to talk about a little something called uh, college football when we come back. And no, it's not like Oxford versus Cambridge. Even though we do have... Wouldn't that be university football? That's, they're still a college, though, right? Yeah, but they call it university. Or an institution. I'm just I trying to get my dialect correct. It's a university right, of Georgia. You know? We don't call it university football Try, I'm trying to get my vernacular... On PJ's point just, for, our, for our new fans. Since this guy told him not to call it soccer. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more on Second Down right here on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio. PJ Duco's second bad take of the day. Third, third, third bad take of the day. I don't think I've had any. I think you've had two so far. I think I've had, I think I've had one and a half. Okay. Okay, well, it started with... <laughs> Scotland making a run back in the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Only problem there is 
Scotland didn't make it to the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Like, like I told you, all right, they made a run in something. In something. Uh, second bad take, according to commenters, is calling oh, I don't soccer care. soccer. Yeah, I don't um, care. You called it soccer, too. That's fine. I just called it soccer right there. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, third bad take. I just played the Keith Whitley, Miami, Miami, which is a great classic 90s country song. I honestly just thought he said Miami twice. No, it's Miami, Miami. There you go. That you see that wordplay right there? That's elite level stuff. Does Kevin ever sing that? From Keith Whitley. No. Okay, so I want to do the challenge next week with Kevin where I play like <laughs> two seconds of a 90s country song Yeah. and have him identify it because it's unbelievable. It'll be a terrible segment for our podcast slash internet listeners because we can't use any of the music there. <laughs> but for the radio folks... Yeah. Woo, you're in for a treat because Kevin, unbelievable. I don't. It's, I'll have to look into it. Can we use it if we only use two seconds? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, know. But that being said, there's a lot of like YouTubers who are like, I can't use clips of this, and then they use like a half second clip. But you can't monetize. So... It changes like every week. Like on YouTube, it used to be if you like you posted a video at a football game and there was copyrighted music in the background, like they're just playing over the speakers. YouTube would like delete your account, like. You're using you're, you. You can't use that. Sorry, count's gone, suspended True. forever. Uh, then it became like your videos muted for this, and now we've just gotten to the money, which is the person who owns this music has said you can use this, but you can't monetize this video, and they're gonna put ads inside your video. Goodness. So it just it changes every week. Yeah. But point being, uh, the Keith Whitley Miami Miami song is making a strong comeback. Because of TikTok. Here's what I'm curious about. Why out of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of the other social medias, has TikTok become the hill that people die on where they're just like, I don't use that. Okay. All right. I don't use that. See, that's the thing is like, don't lump me in with that. I just, I don't use a lot of apps, man. And I, like I have Snapchat. I barely check it. I, I really only... Tweet things to get no, here's my Wordle said. success here's what out I said. there. As we were coming back, I was playing that song, which is one of the most popular songs on TikTok right now. And I was like, oh, a little TikTok for us coming back on a Friday. And you go, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because I don't really use it. But you said it, Sassy. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and lie to the yeah, people. Yeah, you said, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I said, I like, would. you're better than I me I because know. you don't use TikTok. No, not at all. No, no. It no, might I, be true. What the funny thing is, is like I have a TikTok and everything, but it's really, I have my friends scour through bad TikTok videos and send There's me no the good thing. ones. No, what's interesting no is thing? everybody's TikToks are so different. Like, yeah. if you get on one of your friends' uh, TikToks and it's just a bunch of scantily clad ladies for every single one, then you know what your friend spends the most time looking at via his algorithm. Uh, if you get on mine, it's pretty terrible. It's mostly like dogs, Elden Ring videos, and sports. Yeah, understandable. All so, those things are very good. Yeah, so like it's it it basically tells you what this person spends the most time looking at. Yeah, and so it creates your own algorithm for you. And I I love TikTok. I never. And thought also, I love when just like random people walk through our studio. Like oh, that it's, guy. Yeah, it's always great. Who is that guy? Uh, I don't know, but you know. Based on his shoes, he makes a mean burger on a grill. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I want to go to his house for uh, 
whenever the World Cup comes on, and I can watch some soccer while okay, he's grilling out whatever he's grilling. Mad. Uh, no, uh, so I don't have a problem with TikTok mainly mainly because uh, when I was in college, Vine was huge and Vine was hilarious. I TikTok say- is TikTok is the uh, more well-rounded, I should say, less kind of volatile, but. Yeah. Which, which can be good for vines because you're just like, why is this funny? Yeah, and it looks like it was filmed on a Nokia. <laughs> right. Yes, but that was kind of the age then, though. Yeah. At the same time, right. but okay. No, go on. Finish your thought. No, then... I was I was just gonna say that like I, me not being on TikTok a lot is mainly a a self policing thing for myself so that I don't sit there and spend forty five minutes on That's TikTok true. when I thought it was five. I'm gonna like because I did break. that on Vine. I'm gonna spend the break showing PJ. Miami, Miami, TikToks. Uh, but let's talk some college football here. Please don't. Uh, I'm looking, PJ, and last year there were some teams that I think were close, and there were some coaching changes with some of those teams. But a lot of the, a lot of the decision makers at those universities decided just to stick with their coach because, yeah, the record maybe doesn't indicate it, but you're in the right direction. I think a uh, Mike Norvell, right, which Florida State might just like not be able to afford. To move on from him, but I do think based on his recruiting, what we're hearing from a lot of the players that are heading there now, uh, and just fans around Florida State, Mike Norvell seems like he got through the muck of the first season and now is headed in the opposite direction. I don't know what it's looking like for a guy like Brian Harson, who finished the season as terribly as they did, and then you had like half of the decision makers at Auburn try to fire him this past offseason, uh, and then you have guys like Scott Frost, who everybody in the world thought was gone, but then you go back and look at some of those games, and you're a score away from being a completely different team. So the decision makers there decide to stick with a lot of those guys. And then, of course, like we do every year, you have a plethora of first-year coaches. Billy Napier's at Florida. Brian Kelly's at LSU. uh, Clay Helton, of course, taking over at Georgia Southern here locally. uh, And then a guy, really kind of a historic hire, Marcus Freeman, just goes from defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, boom, head coach at Notre Dame. When Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly leaves to take that LSU job, uh, and Notre Dame is a team that I think should always be in contention with the way their schedule sets up to be in the college football playoff. Uh, so with all that being said, who are some teams that you think could potentially surprise us coming mm. up in 2022? Some teams that you're excited to see because you think they're going to be good. Oh, He's just like, Well, there's this team in Happy Valley. Oh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, uh, don't get me started on them. Um I don't know. Just, I I think a team that could keep its success that maybe a lot of people like this this team kind of jumps up every year or two and and then goes away for another four or five is possibly Michigan State. You know, I I think they have some some staying power when it comes to you know how they've been built and whatnot. But uh, I I am very much with uh, you you look at what you're looking at there. I. I very much am looking forward to what Marcus Freeman can do there at Notre Dame and, and how he can lead that program. I think I've been very on the record also about Tennessee and their possibility of surprising some people if their radar isn't on them already. Um, so there's a few there. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, I think this is more than a one-year rebuild and turnaround I am kind of interested, and this this might people might roll their eyes at this. I'm kind of interested to see what happens with USC, with Caleb Williams, 
You have Lincoln Riley, which what yeah, what what did he really do at Oklahoma? Did he really further the success there? Not necessarily. I, I think if he did, you know, you you'd see him most likely still there in Oklahoma. But I there is like a a polarization of that job and and the people that have gone there that I'm like I'm kind of side eyeing it and and we'll see. Like yeah. college football. It's better when certain teams are well, better. I love to hate I, yeah, USC. I, I, I think Lincoln Riley is going to do really well hate USC at there. USC. Like, and I think you need a coach like that at USC. Nothing against Clay Helton. Uh, I, I just think you need that Pete Carroll type of coach there where you're in Hollywood. You have to be able to attract the fan base and distract them from the thousand other things that Los Angeles life has to offer yeah. and just get the city and, and the country excited because the Pac-12 is an afterthought. Right now in college football, uh, but this year I don't think yeah. so. You can get, you can go get a guy like Caleb Williams. You need people to block for him. And on for the sure. flip side, you need dudes who can eat people up up front. Like what did Alabama and Georgia show you this past year? It's it's cool to have really good quarterbacks. It's cool to have all that kind of stuff, right? But in in, in the reality, football I say this all the time is a really simple sport, right? And not the European kind, the American kind. Uh, football is a really simple sport. If my five guys on offense can just demolish your four guys on defense. And on the flip side, my four guys on defense can eat you up. Your front five, I'm going to win 90% of the games I play. And right now, USC, does getting Caleb Williams maybe get them two, three more wins? Probably. And, and Lincoln Riley out there. But is it going to make them a contender immediately? No. I mean, no, that's I, what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not going to, you're not looking at an 11, 12 win team, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be a longer rebuild. But I am excited to see. What kind of, what kind of difference it makes right off the bat? Yeah. Uh, so. I'm I'm excited, and I don't know if enough people are talking about this. It's the winningest coach in college football right now, Brian Kelly. Yeah. At Al or at uh, LSU, excuse me. He comes in, he makes some cringy videos where he's kind of like grinding on some players, and then they commit to another school. But we're getting past that. Trying to. He's doing really well in the transfer portal. Like the mm-hmm. one everyone talks about is Eli Ricks leaving LSU to go to Alabama, which I get. Alabama's Mr. Still your player, uh, but they go get Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from Arizona State, and I think he's going to be a guy who's going to push <laughs> really early to play. They go get Colby Fields, a linebacker uh, from South Carolina, former three-star, but a guy who a lot of people are excited about uh, to replace the five-star they lost. They go get Jarek Bernard, who, if you don't remember. He was one of the key cogs for that Oklahoma State defense last year that really led the Cowboys to a kind of a late-season surge where, you know, you're playing in really significant games, playing in conference championship games at the end of the season, upsetting Oklahoma uh, yeah. at the end of the season. Uh, he's at LSU now. They go get Makai Wingo, who's a def- really good defensive lineman uh, from Missouri, and just a bunch of other guys that they've added. I think LSU, year one under Brian Kelly – Realistically, to me, they're the second best team in the SEC West. Yeah, like I think Texas A&M, and maybe they're just in perpetuity going to be this team. I think Texas A&M is the team that's striving for second best, but they're a year ahead right now, a year away. Because you see that number one overall class, that's fine. They're all freshmen right now, and that's a sick defensive line unit you have. I hope you can keep them together because having five, six, five stars on the defensive line. I think you might see some guys after a year kind of reading the writing on the wall decide to head elsewhere. And I think very soon, Levius Overton uh, out of Milton, Georgia, reclassified to the class of 2022 five-star defensive lineman. He's supposed to be committing, and I think he's down. It's 
it's Texas A&M is the odds-on favorite, uh, but Georgia's up there as well. I don't know. I'll try to get you an update on that. But I think LSU, under Brian Kelly, who say what you will about him, is a winning football coach. I think LSU is the second-best team in the West. Yeah. And if it can come down to an LSU-Alabama game, where like, kind of like last year for Texas A&M, they have the one-off. It's like, if I can get you here, if I can win that football game, mm-hmm. I think LSU has a chance to make some noise next year. Do I think they have a chance to make a Scotland-like run? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, no, I, I would agree with that. And uh, I, I would – I honestly forgot about all the other big transfers in there that you mentioned, especially yeah. the the uh, the one from Oklahoma State, which, like you said, they, they were a defensive-led team last year. And, and to get one of their best players from that defense is is – Certainly a feather in the cap. Now you, you have to gel that team. Like You have to have the chemistry all come together, kind of like you saw with a Michigan State last year. But if you can have that happen, then that's huge. I think the biggest one with, with LSU, the question always is the quarterback position, right? And Jaden Daniels, he's, he's more than just a highlight play, I feel like. And he's been growing into that. You know, he, he has the body. He, he well, has But even if he doesn't the ability, work out right, you have a Miles Brennan on the team. You do. Who's been your quarterback before? He, he has been. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in in Miles Brennan just because I haven't seen him enough. Yeah. I've I've heard about him plenty. Oh, and but, uh, they got a little fella named uh, Noah Kane too, by the way. Well, that's yeah. No, I was I was gonna go there at at some point, but and hopefully, honestly for him, that's not a a bitter thing for me. I hope to see him right again because he was incredible as a freshman. Then he got hurt. And last year, he did not look like himself. So I hope somehow when he gets in that LSU offense, honestly, I'm hoping for success for for Noah Kane. And if he can get back to, to where he was a freshman, holy cow, that backfield is going to be insanely good. Um, because he, he's he's got the body type to just push anybody around that tries to yeah. tackle him. He also can break out some, some speed as well. So, uh, no, I think that's a very good point, especially with the question marks. Like, honestly, going into the season, I'm more confident in LSU's quarterback room than I am Texas A&M's. Well, and they might have the best receiver in college football in Kayshawn Boutte, uh, yep. who has just been stat-wise unbelievable uh, his first couple years there in Baton Rouge. So, I, I, again, yeah. I think it's a team to watch for me, especially with Brian Kelly uh, as their head coach. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. All right, so we were talking about this in the break. Fox Sports <laughs> likes to use their broadcasters on pretty much everything, right? Joe Buck does NFL, or he used to be Fox Sports. Did Ooh. NFL, did uh, college, would, not college football, um, the World Series, right? There you go. Use them on everything. Gus Johnson on everything. Oh, I'm going to go from doing college football to the Women's World Cup, right? They just they yeah. had announcers that announced, weren't really catered towards the sport they do, whereas ESPN tries to use as much as possible people that have a professional background in whatever sport they're broadcasting. But my dream now is like the broadcasters somewhere or like CBS somehow earns the rights to the world cup in the future. Like Fox Mm -hmm. is like, I don't want to deal with this. I I can't handle it. You guys got to take over. And CBS goes this route too, because God, I need Gary Danielson on a, (laughs) <laughs> Soccer call. <laughs> Can we bring? Oh man, now I'm blanking on his name. No, I need at oh Vern. Yeah, yeah. We Can go, we yeah, bring we gotta, Vern yeah, back? We gotta bring Vern Lundquist back just for you know 
Yeah, and, and as long as Vern Lundquist does the Vern Lundquist special, which look, I don't want to sound like Vern Lundquist slander, he's my favorite ever, but he has to look at the number of a player and call him the name of the player that wore that number like two decades ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Even though it was like Vern, you weren't even watching soccer back like, then. Pulisic Doesn't matter. Is, Pulisic is ten. Yeah, it's like he, Landon Donovan. He has it's to like, call yeah, Landon, it's Landon Donovan. Donovan. So true. Going back to Adam Zucker in the studio yeah. for updates from other World Cup matches. Oh, oh my gosh! Now, like, is there is no, there another awesome. is there another brand that would be funnier? Like if like ESPN got it, but all the soccer analysts got stuck in traffic. And so like. <laughs> So Kirk Herbstreit's having to call with like Chris Berman. Oh my god! Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, is there another one that's funnier? Oh man, because Fox uh, already does this, which is why they seem so cringy. Well, exactly. On the broadcast. Yeah, no, for sure. And NBC just does such a stellar job with their. Oh god, yeah, NBC like Mike well. Tirico would just like. You'd be like, yeah, this is perfect. This is beautiful. I love every part of this. I mean, Al Michaels is is perfect at everything he does as well. Is Amazon now? So he's off the market. Holy cow! My my fault. Did they ever announce who's going to be alongside him? I don't know. With the uh, Chris Collinsworth now I don't too. Think, I think it's going to be Tariko. That would be incredible. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would. You're I would love that. One goat for another one. Yeah, I think that's a natural move up there. But we're talking about soccer, all right? And I think even Tariko Collinsworth could do a pretty good soccer game. But like, okay, so CBS is the funniest, right? Yeah, I don't know. Then again, like, and then they have, to, they have to like dip into their their golf crowd to get or their golf crew to get some people over there. It oh. would be somewhat funny to hear like Chris Collinsworth talking about like Cristiano Ronaldo and be like, "Now here's a guy. Yep, there he is. goes from Manchester United." I thought now here's a guy was John Madden. See, I I think you you have the slide in with Collinsworth and. I feel like Collinsworth says, here's a guy a ton. Oh Maybe no, that's be, a... It has to be CBS. Tony Romo. Oh, no. Can you imagine him trying to call plays like predict, off of set pieces? Like things that are coming before it? Yeah. Dude. He's like, oh, they're about to run a whiplash 320 here. I know you about guys... 19 yards out. I know some of you guys respect it. I'm someone that can't stand when he tries... When he guesses, like, what's going to happen next. Because, like, I, I don't want to hear... That but all see, the time. I do that when I when I broadcast high school. And I'm not trying to say I'm Tony Romo, but it's like when you have like so say you have a star wide receiver who's like a four star, been offered by everyone in the country, and they line up under center. He's out by himself, and you just have another kid out there guarding him one on one. And I say, uh, you have so and so up top by himself. Could that's be a, a lot shot different. here. That's Could a lot a different. Shot here. That's a lot different to me. And even if you get it right, like that's still gratifying, and and obviously shows what so you, what you, you know what you're Tony talking Romo about. Does. It's one the frequency and two him like literally calling plays. Like there's a difference between like, this matchup is favor- very favorable here. Let's see if they go there and him being like, "Oh, this is the technique they're doing right now and this is how the offense is lining up. Oh, they're going to do a blankety blank power pull out to the right." And then boom, it happens. And he's so, like, "Hey, oh, that's exactly so, what so I call." I'm sick alert. of it. I don't need this. Let yeah, me watch well, exactly. The game. Let me watch the game, please. And he does it every play. Well, like it would be a difference of it. It was like once a quarter. Hearing Tony Romo do Serbia Morocco. Please try and predict a set piece. No, Serbia Morocco <laughs> front with Tony Romo on the call. Uh it's it got to make it happen. CBS no. has to get the rights to the World Cup here. Uh, Fox has it through 2026, 2030 CBS broadcast. It, it's got to happen. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back get you ready for 3 and out next.
Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Just you you would have a great CBS studio name. Let's throw it back to PJ Zuko in the studio. I mean, that's like right there with Adam Zucker. Maybe it's the Z. I don't know. PJ, what do we have going up on the radio Something this like weekend? That. Uh just some some stuff. I, I don't things. Uh, bra- <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Rich. Brave. Brave spring training both days, Saturday and Sunday, there in the afternoon. And then Saturday afternoon into evening, uh, starting at about 4.15, we have something called the Final Four. Something about that? Pre-game coverage who, leading you up quick, to the two games. Got, who's, going to the, who's going to the championship? Uh, probably Villanova. and uh, It's probably Duke, as much as I don't like it. Probably I'm say, Villanova. I'm going to say Kansas Duke. I think I've officially decided that I'm not rooting for North Carolina after what Eric Church did. Sorry, Robbie Ross. Love you, buddy. But I'm, I'm pulling for Coach K and the Dukies. Three and out coming up next right here on ESPN Radio.